So my friends, I want to start by saying uh, this is not intentional. Uh, a transformer somewhere near here blew this morning. I'm not sure if some of you heard it where you were staying. Um, maybe you think your guardian angels that happened here and not where 30 of you are trying to get ready for an 830 mass. Um, that works out. So the lights can come on at any moment. And at whatever moment they come on, uh, whoever's guardian angel is doing that for them, um, remind me to say thank you and take it as divine providence. We celebrate St. Luke today. Um, St. Luke, the companion of St. Paul, and a few points to reflect upon with Luke. Uh, it's so cool. You know, Luke was Paul's um, mission, compa- companion on the mission. They were on the same mission team, and they uh, were working side by side uh, in spreading the gospel. They were sent out, um, you know, not two by two. Paul had a bit of a group around him, but even at that point, that we heard about in the first reading as um, he's writing to Timothy. Uh, Everyone else deserted, except Luke. Luke is the only one who stood by him. You know, as the Lord sends out two by two, it's meant that not just are we um, preaching the gospel to others, but that we're also affecting each other, that we're there as a witness to charity, to each other, that we're able to build each other up and support each other, that uh, St. Gregory the Great said it, I'm just stealing this from the Office of Readings from this morning, Um, but that it's the love of God and neighbor, but that neighbor, that love of neighbor is first expressed in how we treat each other, Uh, and particularly uh, in the work of mission, how we treat each other is how we treat those with whom we work. You know, a lot of times it can be very easy to take the people that we work with for granted, that we're just going to take for granted that you are already converted, you are already following the Lord, and therefore I'm going to focus on other people. Well, charity starts at home, and so we need to, you know, always be sure that we're showing profound charity to those with whom we work. Luke is Paul's um, team, part of the mission team, and just imagine, like imagine, like, right, because Paul, like, he's the big one. Like, we, we celebrate St. Paul with the solemnity, we pray the creed, we do everything like that. Like, Paul's the big saint. And someone with whom Paul worked is a saint. St. Luke, we also have Timothy and Titus. They're saints, right? Like, Paul's team all became saints. Like, how incredible is that? They all became saints through that interaction with St. Paul. And maybe Paul was a better saint through his interaction with them. And so just think about, I, you know, we can regularly ask, are the people with whom we work in the mission holier because they're working alongside us? Or rather, do we give cause for scandal? Do we, uh, because of our lack of charity toward them, that we have one face when we're speaking uh, to people on campus and we have another face at home? Uh, You know, we would hope that always those with whom we work are holier because of their interaction with us. Uh, That's what we see with St. Luke in a real way. Uh, Also, that's point number one. Point number two is... Luke's a doctor, right? Luke, Luke is a doctor, uh, the beloved physician, St. Luke. And I don't know, uh, as I've been praying with this these last few days, I don't think of Luke as like, you know, frontiersman doctor. I think Luke was probably like a doctor in Antioch, like normal doctor. Um, if they had glasses back then, maybe he would have worn glasses, right? Uh, I don't think of him as like this strong, Damon of Malachi type missionary, right? I think of Luke like, he's the local doctor. But he's the one who heard the gospel. He's the one who uh, took Paul's preaching to heart. And he said, yes, I'm going to follow uh, and go and proclaim Jesus Christ with this man, St. Paul. There's no one person who's cut out for mission, right? It's not like you have to have a certain criteria, uh, you know, physically, intellectually. And, you know, on the flip side of Luke's stunning intelligence, 
We have St. Mark, who I love. But Mark, uh, you know, reading the Gospel of Mark, Mark didn't know Greek all that well. So whereas Luke is very intricate with his words because he's so smart, Mark is like, and then, and then the Lord did this, and then he did that, and then this, and then that, right? It does, missionaries come in all shapes and sizes, with all degrees of intelligence, with personality, uh, with, you know, physical strength or lack thereof, whatever. I, I like to think of Luke as sometimes, and uh, with all respect, like a bit of a nerdy doctor, but who just, he's not cut out for shipwrecks, Right? What do you mean he's bandits are chasing him? This guy's just meant to be the local physician. Uh, and that this is happening to him. Um, sometimes we in our own hearts can think, I'm cut out for a certain degree of mission and that's it. Like that, I'm not made for these kind of big things. Um, but that, St. Luke proves us wrong there. Right? Whatever, however the Lord calls us. Um, whatever our certain CV may be, uh, when the Lord calls, we go. And we can be great missionaries, even if it doesn't look like we're cut out for it, even if it wasn't part of our plan, even if it's not part of our personality traits. Uh, What matters is that Luke encountered the Lord Jesus in a very particular way through the preaching of St. Paul. He himself would say he was not an eyewitness of these things, um, but through the preaching of St. Paul and then collecting the information of others, Luke encountered the Lord in a very particular way. And nothing else mattered. No, that's the only qualification. Have you encountered the Lord Jesus? Do you love him? Do you want to give your life to him? Are you willing to do and go wherever he leads you? If yes, you're cut out for mission. If no, probably not. And that's where we get these other people in that first reading who uh, abandon St. Paul, who are more interested in their own Damus, you know, enamored with the present world, uh, deserted Paul, you know. No, no, are we really committed to the Lord? No matter what, some of these other people that deserted him, they may have looked like the ideal missionary. There you go, right? That Dave is there. He's going to be the best. And he deserted him. But Luke stood by him. uh, And that's incredible. A final point. Um, I love, you know, we get Luke's voice um, in the two prologues. The prologue to his gospel and the prologue to the Acts of the Apostles. And uh, the prologue to Luke's gospel is very beautiful. Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things which have been accomplished among us, just as they were delivered to us, by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the truth concerning the things of which you have been informed. Um, That Luke really recognizes the need to spread the gospel but that he wants to put it, all these experiences have happened. He talked to all these eyewitnesses, um, but he wants to put it in an ordered way. He wants to organize it. He's going to go through the labor of writing his gospel so that Theophilus, whoever that was, can know the truth of the things which he's heard. He, he does the work of the investigation and the ordering. He wants to put it in a, in a very organized way helping Theophilus to understand. And so that's, you know, we take our personal experience, our experience of prayer, we take all the catechesis and the training that we've received, but then it's our job now to order it in a specific way for those students with whom we work, that we have to undergo that labor, uh, that it's each person is an individual. And so we have to look at how do we proclaim the gospel in an organized and orderly fashion, Um, in a way that's going to help this person. Uh, And so Luke, he's doing the legwork. 
And as spreaders of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to be the ones who do the legwork. We can't just expect we're going to throw something disorganized to someone and they're going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, no, no. We do the legwork of the organization. We do the work of trying to compile everything. If someone has questions that we don't have a good answer to, we're the ones who go and do the studying and the looking up and all that. And then we help uh, explain in an organized way uh, so that with whoever we're working with, that they may come to know the truth of the things which we have taught them. St. Luke, in a particular way, in this ordering, um, it's believed there's certain details in his gospel he could have only gotten from one place, and that's directly from Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Who else would have known about the Annunciation? Uh, Who else would have known about so many of the beautiful things? And Luke has that line that Mary um, kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And so we, too, in this great work of mission, Um, we always need to go to Our Lady. We should seek inspiration from her. Uh, Maybe Mary helped him organize the gospel a little bit and said, no, put this there and that there. You know, we, in our work of mission, um, we should always consult Our Lady. We should always go to her. As a good mother, she's going to help clean up anything that we're doing not so well, uh, and she's always going to be looking out for us, guiding us and strengthening us. And so we ask Our Lady today to help us in the great work of mission so we may imitate the example of St. Luke that we may be good companions to those with whom we work, uh, that we may, no matter what our personal characteristics may be, we may be totally devoted to our Lord, which is the only requirement for mission, and we may always do the work of organizing and proclaiming the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ so that many more may come to know, love, and serve him in this life and be happy with him forever in the next.